Thanks for listening to English Go podcast. To listen without advertisements or to read episode transcripts, visit englishgo.co.uk for more information. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. So, I did say recently that I would be doing some um, episodes about... Uh, I'd like to do some episodes about uh, English, British, cultural-related things. So, here we go. Um, this time I'm going to be talking about British homes and British houses. Now, apparently, um, according to a study, a study, so according to some research, um, the houses we have in Britain are the smallest houses, uh, in Europe. So, apparently... Italy um, has the largest houses uh, in Europe. Now, I have been to Italy, but unfortunately, I didn't get the opportunity. I didn't have the chance to enter into someone else's house and compare what it was like to um, English houses that I've been into. But I do think that our houses are quite small. I've been in some um, uh, Japanese houses that were, I would say, the same size as most of the English, typical English houses I have been in. And Japanese houses tend to have um, like an image of being rather small. However, I will say that the uh, the Japanese houses I um, went into had either n no or very small uh, gardens. So um, I think maybe maybe the house sizes were similar, but um, English houses typically always uh, have a garden or two. Actually, since I since I'm just since I've just mentioned the topic of gardens, I may as well talk about those now. So, I think most uh, houses in England have two 
gardens. We have a front garden and a back garden. Um, the, they can be of any size. You can have very small gardens, very, very big gardens. Um, front gardens are generally quite small. Smaller than a back garden, I would say. And normally, uh, these gardens are just like, well, you know, a typical garden. So you've got grass and you've got flowers. Um, but I have noticed these days, quite often, uh, what people will do is they will remove all of the grass, all of the flowers, and they will put um, stone or tarmac uh, to cover up the ground, and then they will drive their car onto what used to be uh, the garden in the front, at the front of their house. Now that's quite a shame, because I do like um, front gardens. I think it's, I mean, when when people who look after them, people who take care of them and put effort into making them look nice. I think the front garden's like a, a nice sort of, um, what, like, um, I don't know what to say. It's like a, a nice thing to see before you enter someone's house, uh, to see this garden at the front of their house. Now, not all houses um, have front gardens, of course, and houses that are very close to a road typically have no front garden at all. So in some houses, you open your front door and you step outside of your front door and you step directly onto a pavement. And then in front of the pavement, there's a road and there's cars moving along in the road. Um, but for those who have front gardens, you step outside onto your drive, uh, usually, and uh, your front garden is nearby. And uh, then you either have some kind of wall um, or like some some bush, uh, some that uh, looks like a wall. <laughs> so I'm thinking of like a conifer trees. Um, but quite small, quite low down, or some other kind of hedge, um, like a green green plant that grows and it looks like a wall, um, to separate your garden from the rest of the street. Now, in my front garden, we used to have um, a pond, a little pond, and we used to have some fish in that pond. And um, I think also... I think we had like a little waterfall. So, um, yes, yes, we did. I remember a waterfall or a fountain. I can't remember which now. Um, and that was quite nice. It was a quite nice little thing to see uh, in a front garden. Um, let's move on to windows. Um, windows are my least favorite thing about English houses. Um, so be just, just before I talk about windows, I want to just say that lots of houses in England are very old. 
And the reason they are very old is because they are made of brick and they last a very long time. So I know in other countries, um, particularly Eastern countries, and also um, possibly America, certainly Australia, uh, houses don't last that long, maybe around 30 years. You knock them down, you build a new house. Um, houses in England last for hundreds of years. Um, the house I'm in is probably around 70 years old at this point. I think it was built sometime during the 50s. And... Um, Windows. Okay, let's get back onto Windows. I don't know why this is, but when they were building houses a long time ago, they put in very small windows. Um, now, I'm pretty sure at some point on this podcast, I have moaned about the bad weather that we often have here in England. It's often rainy, it's often cloudy, it's often dull. Um, so what do you want in your house? You want lots and lots of light, as much light as possible. So what do we have? We have very small windows <laughs> that let in as little light as possible. So we have a very dark, dull Dingy is a good word. Dingy means very dim, not very bright. Um, dingy houses. And uh, it's it's really not pleasant. Um, fortunately, uh, thankfully, uh, modern houses, the so houses that are built recently, do have large windows in. Um, not always. Depends on the houses that are being built. But it looks like people have started to, um, what, realize that light is a nice thing to have inside your house, and they're finally putting in large windows. But, sadly, the majority of the houses, most of the houses here in England, still have very small windows, and they're very dull inside now, let's talk about heating. Um, so, I think it's safe to say almost all the houses in England have a type of heating, a style of heating, known as central heating. Um, okay, not all of them, but it's very, very common. So, central heating is, um, there is a what? a boiler, a water boiler, something that boils water, like a kettle, and then this hot water gets pushed, gets pumped all the way around the house, and it goes into these things stuck on the wall, these big metal things called radiators, and when it's like a, it's like a large uh, metal object that gets full of hot water, so it becomes very hot, and uh, then the heat uh, comes out from the radiator, and this warms the rooms up in the house. Um, some houses do have uh, gas fires, 
Um, and some still have traditional, um, what, like fires where you burn wood or coal in the fire, so like a real fire with a chimney. And there's another thing. Um, lots of houses in England still have chimneys, um, my house included, uh, but lots of houses don't use the chimneys anymore. They're just there because the houses are so old and they were built at a time when everyone used um, real fires and everyone had chimneys for those real fires. Um, like I said, uh, central heating is what most people use nowadays. So that's the heating covered. What about cooling? You know, what about if it's very, very hot summer's day? Um, what do we do for like air conditioning? Well, the answer is most of us do absolutely nothing. We do not have any air conditioning. We do not have any means of cooling down our houses, apart from opening the windows which, if it's very hot outside, has absolutely no effect. Anyway, it doesn't do anything. Um, now, of course, there will probably be some people who do have air conditioning in their homes, but I have never seen air conditioning in a house in England yet. Let's move on to the rooms. Um, so what rooms do we typically have in an English house? We have um, a living room, um, kitchen, um, and then bedrooms, bathroom. That's it, really. Those, I think those are like the essential rooms. Um, but depending on the style of the house, you might have more or less rooms. So... Uh, in my house, there's like a, f a living room, uh, which we can also call the front room because it's at the front of the house. There's a back room, which is sort of like a living room that's at the back of the house. Um, and uh, then there's the kitchen and are we and the conservatory, um, which I think I've mentioned before. I've done some recording in there. Um, it's a it's a room with lots of lots lots and lots of glass and very bright, and that gets used as a dining room. Um, so you know, table and chairs and whatnot in there. Um, then there are also the bedrooms. Um, I don't think there's anything unusual, strange about uh, bedrooms in English houses. Uh, there's usually a bed in them. And then you have some furniture like wardrobes uh, and things. Walk-in wardrobes, so wardrobes that are built into in, inside the wall, are a little rare because it was it's um, a fairly new idea, I guess. And as I said before, English houses are usually quite old. Now, um, okay, let, let's talk about bathrooms first. Um, was one other thing I wanted to talk about, but um, bathrooms. So, bathrooms are usually uh, a bath and a sink and a toilet, all in the same room. Um, 
Now, I was surprised to find this out because only today I heard that the house next door to us, uh, next door neighbor, next door neighbor's house originally had the bathroom and, sorry, had, had the bath and the toilet separated into different rooms. And perhaps our house also had the uh, toilet and bath separated into different rooms. I think that's a great idea. I don't know why, but in almost all of the English houses you go into, unless you go into some very big houses, um, everything is in one room, which of course means if someone's uh, taking a bath or taking a shower, no one else can use the bathroom, which is quite inconvenient. It's quite um, a pain, quite a, a bother whatever you want to say. Right, um, the other thing that I just remembered before I started talking about this was two other interesting rooms you might have, depending on how old your house is. One of those rooms is a coal room. Um, English houses are sometimes so old um, that we had a special room usually at the back or the side of the house that was for storing coal in. Um, Coal being like small black uh, rock um, that you would burn inside your fire, uh, keep you warm in the winter and probably in the summer too, because our summers aren't that good, (laughs) aren't that warm anyway. (laughs) So yes, a special room just for coal. Um, And then Another room you might also have is a basement, a room uh, underneath your house that is typically used for storage. Um, Unfortunately, our house does not have a basement, which is a shame as I think they're quite interesting um, and a little, little scary. They're always usually dark and damp and uh, not the nicest of places, Um, very like, uh, what, very bare, like bare brick walls, and uh, it sort of, it it just looks weird, like this underground room, but it's not, it's not a nice room, with like a fire in, and radiators in, and heating, and carpets, and wallpaper, it's just really, it, it looks like an unfinished room, just, just for storage. Um, speaking of unfinished rooms, uh, lots of houses also have what is called a loft, and that's another area used for storage that is at the very top of your house. So if you are familiar, uh, if you know what a typical English house looks like, you'll know that the, the roof is pointy, uh, like a triangle, and it usually has lots of tiles on top of the roof. Well, underneath those tiles, there's a lot of open space, um, and that usually gets used for storage. And again, it looks like an unfinished room. It's not uh, very pleasant, and you normally have to climb up some ladders uh, to get access, to to be able to get into uh, the loft. Uh, Some people do have uh, lofts converted into 
a space you can live in so converted into like a proper room and when it's converted it's then called an attic i believe and probably some people also have a basement converted so that you can use it as like a proper room you know with carpet and wallpaper and um heating and so on so um i think that's i think that's a fairly brief in uh, introduction explanation about typical english houses um there's probably more i could have said but we're almost 20 minutes into it so uh twice as long as my usual episodes i do apologize for that but i hope um you have enjoyed listening to it and of course if you have any questions uh, that I haven't answered about English houses, uh, then p- please feel free to email me at the address uh, in the description, given in the description of this episode. Anyway, do have a lovely day, and I look forward to speaking to you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening until the very end of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give my podcast a rating, or if you have the time, write a review. It's a really nice way of letting me know you enjoy these episodes and encourages me to make more of them for you. Thanks very much and have a lovely day.